Well, as we were reminded again this morning by Daryl and Connie, we are celebrating, whoops, I'm pushing buttons here, the Advent wreath and using that as our, our guide this year as we journey through the Christmas season. And this morning's message is called Peace in the Advent. This morning we've lit the candle of peace, and as you may remember, Advent means coming. So when we uh, celebrate the Advent season, we celebrate and anticipate the coming of Jesus Christ. But not just uh, at Christmas, but for all eternity as well. So today we're going to talk about peace, okay? And what is real peace? And how did, how did Christ bring peace? Why is he called the Prince of Peace? We just sang that, Prince of Peace. Why is he called that? Well, we're going to go into God's Word this morning, and we're going to find some answers to these questions. And there's an outline in your, in your bulletin if you want to uh, write some, jot some notes down this morning. And the first uh, idea is this, that he is our Prince of Peace. Look what it says in the book of Isaiah. It says this, For a child will be born to us, a son will be given to us, and the government will rest on his shoulders, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. There will be no end to the increase of his government or of peace. So we see it there again, that phrase, Prince of Peace. Why is Jesus called the Prince of Peace? And the answer to that is because he is the source of true peace. You see, friends, because without Christ, there is no peace, no real peace. We live in a world filled with people who desire peace. Don't, don't you agree? I think most people would say, yeah, I would like to have peace, peace with other countries, peace with other cultures, peace in our homes, peace with ourselves. Peace of mind, now that doesn't mean giving somebody a piece of your mind, but having peace of mind. You see, we all have this inner desire to experience peace, okay? Maybe a little different than what this guy is seeking, but here's the cool thing. Through Christ, we can truly be at peace, and at peace in every way that we need to be. You see, Christ offers us the gift of peace. In John chapter 14, it says this, and this is Jesus talking. He says, But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Do not let your heart be troubled nor let it be fearful. Jesus says the peace that he leaves us with is through the Holy Spirit. Not just as the world gives, you know, well wishes and empty words that people in this world say, you know. In New Testament times, people normally said goodbye by wishing them peace. They would say, shalom. Shalom means peace. Not just that this is uh, not just a typical goodbye of, oh, well, just have peace today. 
What God offers us is a guaranteed peace. It's a peace that is based on Christ's promises. So we have this amazing gift of peace. But what's more, through Christ, we have what I call the greatest peace. So if you had your choice of all different kinds of pieces, wouldn't you want the greatest peace? Right? That's what I'd want, right? The greatest peace. And this is because through his death, through the death of our Savior Jesus Christ, we have peace with God. Now follow me on this. Look what Paul says in Romans 5. He says, therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. You see, this is a peace which can only come from our Lord. It's a peace that only he can give us. And do you know why? Because he is the ultimate peacemaker. He is the ultimate peacemaker. In this same passage of Scripture, look what it says a few verses later. Uh, Paul says this. He says, When we were utterly helpless, Christ came at just the right time and died for us sinners. Now, no one is likely to die for a good person, though some, someone might be willing to die for a person who is especially good. But God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. You see, God is the ultimate peacemaker, friends. He reached out to us, and he reached out to us when we were totally helpless. And he did something for our relationship that we could never do. You see, you have to understand we have peace with God. Now, why is that important to have peace with God? Because we know that in Scripture it tells us that sin is something that gets in the way between us and God. So literally, we are adversaries with God until Christ. Because Christ died for our sins, carried our sins to the cross. We receive him as Savior and Lord. And all of a sudden now, we are at peace with the God of the universe. And let me tell you something, friends. If there's anyone that you need to be at peace with, it's God, okay? Because if you are not at peace with God, you will not spend eternity with him. You see, we were totally helpless, and God did something for our relationship that we could never do. He opened the doors for us to have a relationship with him. And here's the other thing is, more than that, we're not worthy of this peace that God offers us. We are not worthy of his love. And because we know that we are not worthy of his love, we know that his love is unconditional. His love is perfect. It's perfect. Because as we just read in Romans, what Paul is saying God loves us when we're not lovable. Wow. God loves us when we're not lovable. Now, we all know people in our lives who are hard to love, right? There's people in our lives who are easy to love. <clears throat> Excuse me. But there are others who are very hard to love. Well, take that person who you think is the hardest to love, multiply it by a million, and that's what our status was with God when he decided to reach out and love us. 
Think about that. We are loved when we're not lovable. That is an incredible thing. And friends, understand this. So when we talk about peace, we talk about this peace that we have because of God, that's where it really starts. You cannot have the kind of peace that God offers. Hear me on this. You cannot have the kind of peace that God offers if you have not experienced that peace through our Savior, Jesus Christ. Because we know that we are unlovable and God loves us and that we know we're not. How many people are perfect here? Right, we're not. But God loves us. And here's the thing is, there's probably every one of us in this room can say there's certain things about you that you would like other people not to know. Right? Gosh, if they knew that sometimes the thoughts go through my head, Lori, let me tell you. But God knows all of that about us. He knows everything about us, and he loves us. And he loves us even though he knows all those things. So that becomes the foundation of our peace. This is the peace we have and the peace that we can experience in life because we know we are at peace with God. So friends, understand this first of all, that the world cannot experience this kind of peace if they are not at peace with God. That is why it's so important for us to share his truth with others. This greatest peace that we have. The world can never offer us this kind of peace. No, it can't. The world can only offer false peace which comes from self-reliance. People try to find peace in life. If you go into a bookstore, you can look at different sections in a bookstore. And you know what's amazing is the self-improvement section in a bookstore. It's usually pretty big, right? Self-improvement. Think about that phrase for a second. In light of Jesus Christ, think of that phrase, self-improvement. Can we be better without Christ? No. When we talk about self-improvement, we are talking about what Christ does within us and how the Holy Spirit works within us. But see, the world strives for these things and strives for this inner peace through uh, whatever the, earth, the world throws at us. And it's a peace that can never be attained because without Christ, it's not possible. But we have this peace because of Jesus. And that is why he can say, do not let your heart be troubled. Or let it be fearful. What do we have to fear? Nothing. No matter what we face, no matter what we deal with, we can still have peace. Okay? Now, look what Paul says in the book of Philippians. He says, and he he, uh, continues on this same idea here, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, Let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. I love that passage of Scripture. 
Let ev- lay everything before God, and he will fill you with a peace that is beyond all comprehension. You can have peace in times of turmoil and times of difficulty, and people may say, how can you be at peace? And you might go, I don't know. But I'm at peace, because, and I know it's from God. How does God do that? I don't totally know. And it's okay that I don't know, because Paul said we won't understand it. But the truth is we have that peace because of our Savior, Jesus Christ. We can have peace no matter what comes our way, because after all, he's already taken care of our greatest need, has he not? By what he did for us on the cross. Our greatest need, a Savior for our sin. So we just need to trust him with all the smaller things as well. There's nothing in our lives that we could say, oh, well, God can't help me with that. We have complete peace because of that, because of him. So not only is this peace awesome and we have this perfect peacemaker, through Christ we have an everlasting peace. In the book of Isaiah, it says this. When Jesus returns, this is what he's talking about. He says, and he will judge between the nations and will render decisions for many peoples. And they will hammer their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation will not lift up sword against nation and never again will they learn war. Come, house of Jacob, and let us walk in the light of the Lord. You see, friends, when Jesus returns, there will be complete peace. There will be no war. There will be no conflict. There will be complete peace. This is a peace that will be permanent. This is a peace that is everlasting. But the cool thing is it is a peace that we, as believers, can experience even now. Your life of everlasting peace has already started. Have you thought about that? We don't have to wait for Jesus to return for us to experience that peace. What an awesome thing. Friends, as we celebrate the advent, the coming of our Savior, let us look forward to the second advent, the second coming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Then we will truly and permanently be free of the sin of this world. You know, it's really cool. Noah Webster's dictionary that was written back in the 1800s. I looked up his definition of the word peace. And the first five definitions of peace in Noah Webster's dictionary include the word freedom. Isn't that incredible? Freedom from this, freedom from that. So when we think of peace, peace is true freedom. When we have that peace with God, then we can truly be free to live in a manner that glorifies him. We are not bound by the world's attitudes. We are not bound by what other people think of us. We are not bound by sin. We are free. That's where peace comes. You know that feeling that when something's been hanging over your head for a long time and all of a sudden it's gone and it's like, oh, and you'll hear people say, wow, I finally got that monkey off my back or whatever phrase they use. We get to have that experience 
for all eternity. For all eternity. True, complete freedom. True, complete peace. Complete peace for all eternity. Sounds great, doesn't it? That's where you go, yeah, that does sound great. This Christmas season, we're talking about being the church, living his truth, bringing his hope. But we can bring his peace as well through sharing the love of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Because when we look at, and you know, we listen to what God's word says, and you're listening this morning, and maybe you needed to be reminded, and you're going, oh gosh, I forgot I have that kind of peace. Well, we can all experience that. And oh yeah, yeah, I do have that peace. And, and that's one of my biggest prayers for you today as we leave today. I want you to be able to go carrying that peace and being reminded of that peace that you have in Jesus. No matter what you're dealing with, no matter what you're going through, that you have that peace with Jesus Christ. But in the same breath, as I recognize and I remember that great peace I have, I'm saddened. I'm saddened by so many in this world who don't have that peace, who are not free, who aren't experiencing that freedom that we have in Jesus. As we celebrate Christmas, we are reminded of this incredible moment when our Savior came to dwell among us. God himself living on this earth. And we go, wow, yeah, that's awesome. And we sing those words, Prince of Peace, and we are encouraged. But there are many who are approaching this Christmas season who are not at peace. Who are not at peace because they're worried about so many things. And that saddens my heart. I want people to know the peace we have in Christ. So I'm going to encourage you as Christmas continues to approach, share the love of Jesus with others so that they might have the peace that we have so we can truly share his peace. Amen? Would you pray with me, please? Father, we thank you for your word and we thank you for your truth. And we thank you for the peace that we have through our Savior, Jesus Christ. And we pray this morning that you would help us to realize and live out that peace in our lives each and every day. And we pray for so many in our very community, people in our lives, family, friends, neighbors, co-workers, who don't know you and need your peace. We pray, Lord, that you would use us to share your love, to share your truth, that there are hearts may be set free and experience that peace with you, Lord. So as we go, may we go carrying your peace and your love and your truth. And may your Holy Spirit guide and direct us. And may you use us for your glory. We ask this in the name of our Savior, Jesus Christ. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. Have a blessed day.